Welcome back to the Brotherhood and Business Podcast, helping first responders answer the call to entrepreneurship. Today, another fun-filled, exciting episode that we like to call our Fast Five. Cody, what's our Fast Five? Our Fast Five is, we're going to talk about questions 11 through 15 out of a book that we found. It's called How to Set Up Your Business and for Under $1,000 by Dan Fleischman and Brandon Hampton. Really good book. Um easy read pick it up on amazon um so question 11 is going to be how soon will it take before my products or services are available and so this is greatly going to depend on your business and what you're doing if you're if it takes us if we got an idea and ba shields and we need to go in and we don't have any idea of how we're going to do it we need to do some research and development figure out like can we do it ourselves do we need to outsource something do we need to injection mold right away um, so that took us, well, it took me eh, a couple days, a week to figure out how I was going to do it, uh, the long term of the, the product, how I, the qualities that I wanted it to have. And then we made modifications along the way. But if you're starting a restaurant, you need a lot more things. It's going to be a lot more labor intensive. It's going to be, do you, again, we refer back to, do you need a website? Do you need a storefront? Do you need, or can you do it out of your garage? Are you laser engraving coasters in your closet. I don't know. And then can you just, you can laser engrave a coaster in 10 minutes and sell it on Amazon or Etsy. Um, that's something that could be almost immediately available. Or do you not have a laser? Do you need to buy one? Like, or is your goal to make like a, we're looking at GoPro cameras on the other side of our, on the other side of our microphones is your goal to do something technology related where it's going to be, you could be a tech wizard, but the prototyping on that is, is um, years yeah you know? yeah if you want it to be quality right yeah, like yeah. and depends on what you want do you want the cheapest product that you can just sell to anybody because it's the cheapest and they know that it's probably not the quality is not going to be there but or it's like a drone or something you know sure, there's yeah. plenty of 25 dollars drones ones. on amazon but then there's also five thousand dollar drones like wh- where do you want to be in that market and that's the one of our other questions um but how soon will it take? So plan that out. Ask yourself that. And is it going to be a long time? Or is it something that you can make happen in a week or less? I think part of this too is right now answering this question, we've still been stuck on products, right? And we haven't answered the second half of it. Like, what about the services part? Sure. So I, you know, I've... I've never built fences before, but I'm going to create a fencing company. (laughs) The first customer that you get is going to be like, this guy has no idea what he's doing. Right. So so where do you get your, your experience to, to back up the services that maybe you're going to provide whatever, whatever that is. Uh, And, or maybe you need to take a class for a certification. Like we were talking about Botox or something. Totally. You, Need or to, even further than or, Botox, you or, talk about anybody who who does anything in, in like the private sector healthcare, or it, it's it can be years of certification and training. Sure, yeah, you know? yeah. So you just need to map that out. Look, if you are going to do something specialized, can you take a class in it? That's what's going to give you an upper hand too. Like your services, you're like, oh yeah, I mow lawns, but I took this lawn care class it makes me a lawn care technician Ooh. and i know what kind of fertilizer you need and guess what happens and you're when not you gonna do that 
You can charge. You charge more, more you because charge, you know you more. Can charge more because you have a certification behind your name. So right. and you got you got to make consider. make money off of what you do. But even better, make money off of what you know. And if you know more, there you go. That's Be an it. expert at it. Like that's, that's how you it. sell. That's how you can sell your business. You're like, oh, why are you better than the other guy? Oh, because my services are backed by this, this, and this class. Yeah. And I've taken all the, and I continue to take classes. So if something comes up and I'm, and I can do a better job for the end user yeah. that's buying my services. BA Shields, for example, what, what makes you the premier training prop tool to use when it's, you know, when we're talking about smoke simulators or we're talking about, you know, stuff like that. We've been asked all the time, like, why should I buy your product versus XYZ versus the stick on lens versus an actual smoke machine, whatever it is, right? Why, why would I take your word for it? Oh, well, I've been, I've been a firefighter for 14 years. I've used all the other stuff. Why do you buy from me? Because collectively we have almost 50 years in the fire service together and we came up with a product based on our knowledge and our experience. So don't let your experience. Because we've always done it that way. Oh, my yeah. God. Don't even start with me with that. Well, that's the way we've always done it. I don't know. It's fire service, man. Change in the Perfect. way things are. We hate them both. Yeah. Terrible. So the next question that we've got on our list today is how long, how long do I uh, have to take until I start making a profit? To me, this definitely depends on what you're doing, but also uh, if you have material, not material, well, obviously materials, but if you need equipment, you know, you need to pay yourself, maybe not pay yourself back, but if you have to have some $5,000 widget, well, you need to do $5,000 worth of work to pay for that piece of equipment before you even start thinking about putting any money back into your pocket. And at that point, you're probably looking at the next big thing, right? So uh, that's how you grow your business too, though. So maybe the the first right out of the gate for you to get started is maybe not the the biggest, the baddest thing that's on the market. But as you as you start making money, and you realize, oh man, I need I need the best premier uh, piece of equipment or whatever it is on the market. Use use your money to make you more money, right? So before you start putting, you know, cash profit in your pocket, grow your business to a sustainable level so that you can do that. And I think that also depends on it. Did you jump into this, you know, full bore and this is the only thing you're doing or is this still in the hobby, you know, point? Yeah. The side hustle where you already have a, a, a job or a career that is paying the bills and paying the mortgage and the car payment before you, you, you know, turf that and go from there. Absolutely. Next question. So the next question is who is my competition? Um, definitely something that everybody should look at. We kind of helped ourselves out by finding a niche market that we are the only ones that really produce what we, were, we produce we were when we started right so that's a that's another thing is <laughs> competition can come up as you start so ba shield started as a niche market item right we were the only thing the latest the greatest we were we were it we were the only ones that came up with that we came out with our smoked out series and then we started to find that people were making what we made out of leather right and then we found that people were making what we call our smoked out series 
they were making them out of different materials. Now we hold the patent, we hold the US patent on our product. So we're comfortable with our with with what we have. Um but there are, you know, when when somebody comes up with a, in my opinion a good idea and this is me just kind of talking about bragging a little bit, but when people come up with a good idea, it's natural to have other people try to emulate that whether they do it exactly the same or whether they, they take like slight modifications and make it just, they make it their own, right? There are a million t-shirt companies yeah. in the United States, right? What makes this one better than that one? And t-shirts. Quality. When, yeah, t-shirts when they first came out, right, was screen printing or it was probably, it was either screen printing or. Um, silk screen. I silk think. screen or like uh, heat transfer. So doing like a, like a transfer. Yeah. And, and I remember even being a young kid, like you remember that where you could take like your bubble jet printer and you had special paper that you could print out and then you used like mom's iron. So oh, you could like yeah. do whatever design you wanted to and you'd buy like a bunch of like white tees. Like I remember doing that as a kid. You'd cut it out so it was like the right shape because the white would actually transfer to. Oh. And, yeah, <laughs> so see your was, jagged edges yeah, all around it. So there was no like, especially if you did it on like a different colored shirt. So um, there are different different companies out there that, that will crop up. And now we have we have direct garment printing. Like we have, it's literally a print head oh, yeah. that prints onto the garment. Like that's the new latest and greatest. So somebody took that yeah. t-shirt printing idea, t-shirt customization, and then took it to a whole new level using different technology. Right. And so if we talk about who our competition is, uh, since we started, um, I used to do leather. We talked about that in an earlier podcast. And the reason that I didn't, when I designed the first BA Shield was um, we didn't do leather because quality leather is expensive when we wanted to keep the price point lower. Second thing about leather is you can't keep it off the lens. One of our biggest, my biggest things when designing the first BA Shields is I wanted to keep it off the lens, keep the scratches off the lens. If you're sitting on the lens, no matter what, you're going to create micro scratches or sometimes big scratches. Leathers, if you throw leather in the dirt on at a structure fire, it's going to become mud and it's going to get caked in mud and dirt and debris and you might wash it off or someone steps on it, then it's going to get rocks ground into it. And if you're not paying attention, you put that back on your lens and it's sitting directly on it. Your lens is scratched. That's it. And that's a minimum $150 kit to replace your lens. Yeah. And so that's why we didn't do leather. We, we already discussed like, you know, it's, we don't mind that the leather guys are doing it because there's always a niche market in the uh, fire service make, some of them make beautiful product like they let's, do let's make be real, real. Yeah. it's handcrafted the 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 what would it be artistry that goes into it yeah the tooling and some of it is unbelievable and hand painting and stuff some of it not so much but some of it looks really really good that i would i mean i wouldn't i'd buy one just because it looked like a cool art piece but i probably right. wouldn't use it in practical sense because of what you just described yeah so the competition is always evolving um and the way around that is just make sure you have a quality product. Someone can always, I guarantee you, especially in China, someone can make your product for cheaper, but it's your branding and it is your the quality in your product that sets you apart. And that's why people want it. Or service. Or, and service, customer service too. Yeah. If you, if you get a product from China versus getting a product that maybe, you know, somebody made just down the street and you can go talk to that person and tell them, you know, Hey, can you change this? Can you do this? Uh, is there any way I could get free shipping? Is there any way I could, you know, whatever it is, mm -hmm. is there a way where you can communicate? And that's something that we've taken pride in our business as well is yeah, there's, there's competition out there, 
kind of. And yeah, they're all small businesses, but I would consider ourselves like a growing almost almost like medium business now at this point. Yeah. And when you answer emails or when you when you email us or call us, you're talking to us. You're not talking yeah. to a call center in China. You're not talking to or India. We're picking on China because China. But, you know, you're talking to us. You're talking to the, the people who are running the business. You're talking to Andy in shipping who's literally putting tape on the boxes. And you can ask him your shipping questions. Like, that customer service is, is what I think will make or break businesses in the future because it's not necessarily all about the price point, right? It's not necessarily all about, I want to make sure that it's the cheapest product. There's a time and a place for a cheap product, but I would rather pay a couple more dollars and know that it is backed phenomenally and know what the people who are behind it stand for. I think as we talk about like what your competition and who your competitors are, I, I think it's human nature for us to defer to competition's bad. And uh-huh. not in a negative light, but in a negative light. To me, competition is a two-way street, right? So let's take it to the positive, positive side. Competi- competition makes us all better in a roundabout way. So obviously, we're making our product BA Shields. And there's a couple other folks that are out there that are doing similar stuff, right? We got to step our game up to make sure that we are relevant and and that doesn't necessarily have to be BA shields and that's all we talk about what about back to the landscaping stuff mm-hmm. or you know before I ever got into fire and EMS I worked at a newspaper for you know almost 10 years of my life and the competition that you have even from a completely different different industry mm-hmm. is insane and you know where where I was at that time we didn't have any competition so you could you could put out as terrible of a product as you wanted but if there was nobody else out there you didn't get better and you didn't have to get better right but so so think think you know as we talk about this maybe competition and having a a competitor out there is a good thing because that makes that makes them better but that you grind make your stuff better than their stuff and you stay relevant too and that's what when we first came out with the original BA shield, it was just black. You couldn't see through it, right? Our solid colors, red, black, gray. It's just lens protection and blackout training. I knew, Pat and I knew from day one, oh, we talked that, about that, it. We that were like, be... we need one that yeah. simulates smoke. Yep. And it took a years. It took oh, yeah. a couple years because yeah. I ordered all the you, material you under source. the sun. And I was messing with it and I was putting chemicals on it to try and change the opacity or translucency. And we were trying to find out how we, how to do what we do now. And it, it took a couple of years, but it was, we had a goal, we, a challenge that we knew we needed to get to. And we, we ended up getting there and, uh, it was tricky. It would, I mean, it was not easy by any means. And it was a lot of trial and error. And that's like, we were spending money and we were throwing money away. But if you look at it, we weren't really throwing money away because it's the end goal. It's just research and development. It's all education. Yeah, and it's, it's education. For us, yeah. And there's so much that I learned about our products just in that trial and error. That's ex- but, education. Right? Like I, you you hit the nail on the head. And someone's like, oh, can you do this? And I'm like, nope, this is why. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, like we've tried it. The plastic doesn't work it. that way. Yeah. Or we've, we've tried. We've tried printing. We've tried 
you know, whatever it was that we were doing, scratching, scuffing, sanding. Remember when I called the manufacturer of our plastic and I was like, hey, I'm doing this. And they're and like, didn't they what? Ask, why would you want to do that? They're, yeah, they're, they're like, like, why, why would we, you? We didn't even know that our material then, responded yeah, you, that way. Yeah. And then you told them. They're like, we don't recommend you do that. And I'm like, well, <laughs> too late. No, <laughs> That's I'm good. exactly what we need to do. You so. just keep selling me material and I'll do what uh, I want. With it. So like you find out stuff by accident too, but yeah. it, uh, by accident as well but that's what makes you understand your product better well maybe that's your next big thing and your your growth opportunity and as you talk about our smoked out series and being able to provide yet another uh, another product for the ba shields business and brand i almost look at the same the same thought process with Hey, Joe Schmo, you work at whatever fire department and you say, can you print our logo on your product? And we say, absolutely. And you send us, you know, you send us whatever you want. And, you know, within a couple of week turnaround, we can send you a finished product that is customized Literally with, customized. with what we're doing and the process that we do. So it's not just, you know, the OG we only make black shields like you send us pretty much anything that you can think of we can put it on there and have a bomber product that you're like this is mine and this is awesome and just as you are as proud to have that as a customer we're as proud as the people that are making it 100 percent. and just our printing process that i saw that other people were doing it and i didn't know how to do it the internet kind of got me in the in the right direction yeah and then i was like we're like dude maybe we can print on these and we can because we were ordering prints yeah we were ordering like camo prints and stuff that that people already had on plastic and and then we were like well how do we figure out how to do this and then it it was just trial and error like we had to spend money again we had to buy you know the thousand dollar printer and special ink special paper all these things and we were like oh I, I mean i started printing on scraps of material that we had just trialing stuff yeah and and that and then that turned into hey got it nailed down uh you know now we can do anything and any image that we can put into a computer and that's a process that's just a couple of years ago right yeah so from a few years ago in a garage in a in a in a room to talking about us getting into commercial space right that is that is the grind that is getting from from the lowest level to look at us now right and as as the folks that are listening to this podcast that's what you should want to strive for too right but how long did it take us to get here? Well, that's that's six the thing. Years. Six or seven well, years? Seven years now. Seven years. We've been in business for seven years. Yeah. It definitely didn't start that way. Right. I would have loved to say, hey, Cody, you got this cool idea. Let's go get a 3,000-foot commercial space, hire six <laughs> employees, and then here's how we're going to do it. But you, I mean... Not feasible. There are many times you look at me like I'm crazy uh, well, when I yeah. when I pitch stuff or right. you know I'm like, hey, we should do this, and you're like, oh my god, another thing from Pat. Um, hopefully, but, you get lucky and you catch lightning in the bottle right out of the gate. Rad. That's awesome. Yeah. But you know, make that the exception, not the the not normal, the yeah. not the not the reality, and the normal. Check out your competition. If you open that's a freaking huge. Taco Bell, go to another Taco Bell and see what they have. Granted, that's a franchise, and you may be limited. Be, yeah. But for an example, if they have plastic injection molded seating put pads put padded seating in like just yeah, little stuff more like that. something that can make like, you just a little bit better yeah go investigate your competition too yeah. 
pay 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 for it like honestly it's a research cost at that point and if we talk about landscaping again which we always do pay somebody mow your lawn like hey i want to do this like i'm absolutely capable but I'm going to, I'm, they're going to come to my house. I'm going to see what kind of equipment they're using. I'm going to see what kind of fertilizer they're putting down. I'm going to see customer service. Literally. Yeah. Do they come and greet themselves or greet you as the customer and say, Hey, I'm John. I'm here to do your lawn care today. Um, I'll just be a couple of minutes and then I'll be out of your hair or, Hey, your service is done. Is there anything else I can do for you? That's unbelievable versus a guy who's literally ripping a stogie as he's pushing this piece of crap mower that he got at Sears (laughs) and he has his shirt off and you're like, what is this dude? doing? I've made a terrible mistake. I literally don't feel comfortable with this guy in my backyard right now. Uh, He's leaving grass clippings all over the place and stuff, you know, like it's, it's all in the details. And right there you found out what your competition does and therefore you can correct their their flaws. One thing that we do as instructors um, in the fire service, and it probably arguably goes all the way across, whether you're an EMS or law enforcement, is I enjoy letting the students fail for others to see and not for not for like, like some, ha, ha, yeah, not some sadistic sense of of that. You're not trying um, to embarrass them. And it's not for embarrassment, but it's it's to learn because anybody who's ever put a group of students through a process or a scenario or whatever it is. If you let them watch, the first ones will always find a way to screw up. They will always find a way to just make it look like it was, for the most part, if it's a brand new procedure, policy, training, whatever it is, they'll find a way to make it look sloppy. And then by the time the last people go through, they have learned from every group prior's mistakes, failures, successes. They'll emulate success and they'll, they'll try to avoid the failures, sometimes almost at a flaw where they're like, oh God, I definitely don't want to do that. And they go beyond like what you've trained them to do in the first place. And they're like, <laughs> yeah. why, who taught you that? And they're like, well, I didn't want to do what they did. Well, yeah, but you did something completely stupid on the other side. Like, yeah. Cause you were so focused were on so not focused doing on something not else. Doing yeah. It. yeah. Just do your job. And, um, yeah. So what's next? How will I price my product compared to my competition in a roundabout way? I kind of feel like we've answered that question by osmosis. Yeah through the last couple of questions that we've had. So buy the product, buy the product, have, have the guy come out and, and mow your lawn. That's not wearing a shirt with the Sears lawn mower. And he says, yeah, all right, cool. We're done. That's going to be 50 bucks. You're like, I have a 20 by 20 patch of grass. And that (laughs) took you eight minutes, 50 bucks. Well, I can do it twice as well as what you just did for 49 bucks. (laughs) Or That's something, it. I don't know. And I right. have shirts. Yeah. Yeah. I, have, right. I have t-shirts. <laughs> shirts and pants. You know, so, so uh, to uh, do your research, do your research, yeah. you know, before before you jump in so and hope maybe you have something to compare to and maybe you don't. So I think with whatever you're doing, you have two, you have two choices. You can do, well, you have three choices. Choice number one is to do the exact same service or provide the exact same product at a at a, at a cheaper price point, right? So you can do the exact same thing. Let's talk lawn mowing. Yeah, I can mow that exact same thing, but I'll do it a little bit cheaper. Cool. A little bit cheaper might get you some more customers. Option number two is to charge more, but do a friggin' phenomenal job. Do it better. You're like, Oh God, that's a hundred dollars. That's like white glove lawn mowing. Like, yeah, grass has never been greener, never been greener. And it's worth every single penny. So you, you've provided a superior product based on your pricing. Option number three is, is you do a little bit better job for the same price. And naturally, if I have to pay you $50 and you $50, 
but you smoke cigars and don't have a shirt on <laughs> and you look professional. I don't even care if you mow the lawn the exact same way. I'm going to go with you because you just, you, you carry yourself a little bit better and it's the same price. So why would I, why would I pay dipstick over here to do it when I could pay you? Right. Another thing that comes to mind with pricing is remember the investments that you have already in your business and don't price your stuff, not necessarily out of the market, but don't, don't sell yourself short. Right. And I think that that's big. Yeah, That's huge, especially with what some folks try to do when you first are starting up a business, because you're so, you're so in the mindset of, I got to get the next job. I got to get the next job. And how do I get the next job? And you, you might go quoting jobs if you're providing a particular service so short that of course people are going to say, you can build me a deck for five grand, but if it costs you $4,500 in material and you're only giving yourself like 500 bucks worth of wiggle room for labor and it takes you an entire week, you just made a hundred bucks a day, (laughs) but let's think about that even further. Well, it took me 20 bucks in gas to get from my house to the job (laughs) and I had to go to there. And now all of a sudden, like you've cut your, your theoretical profit margin so low when the next guy that came to do the quote was like, yeah, it's going to cost me 4,500 bucks lumber. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Like that's a $15,000 deck. Right. And so, so don't be so, so keen on getting the next job that you sell yourself so short that you, you make zero money or you make it so negligible that you could have spent your, your time, invest your time in something else. Yeah. If you have a, if you have, if you're quoting one-off jobs, it's easy to raise prices down the road and get more, um, value out of your service, right? Yeah. But if you have something that you're selling online that's constant, that's constantly priced the same, um, or selling food or whatever, you don't sell yourself short in the beginning because yeah, once if people start coming and they're like, oh, you raise the prices, like that could have somewhat of a negative effect. Maybe it won't if they re- like your food or your whatever service so much, they're willing to pay anything for it. A price hike might not be too bad but just be aware of that too all right our last and final question is uh how do i set up the structure of my business so this is kind of an interesting question um there's a couple of different ways to do it basically every way that you structure your business is going to have some form of of implication whether it's tax or um um I guess I don't, I don't know how else to describe it. Mostly tax, mostly tax implications, but just the way that you structure it will require you to do certain things. Let's put it that way. So, um, BA shields is set up as a, uh, an LLC. So we're a limited liability corporation, which basically means that, um, you are able to, um, What's, a, what's an easy way to describe this? You're, you're basically, there is, there's, there's a limited <laughs> liability for you. So as a sole proprietor, if I decided to go into business by myself, most of that is passed through. So if something happened to the company, um, I'm responsible no matter what. Um, there's no separation between me and the business. If there's a product failure, the customer could literally sue me personally for, for the liability if, uh, the, if I decided to go or I, my company failed for whatever reason, we went bankrupt, 
that passes through directly to me and my finances. So an LLC provides that like layer of separation between the business and your personal goods. And that was something that we knew we wanted to do right away is set ourselves up as an LLC. Um, also all of that, uh, or every single way that you set up your business structure also has like passed through effects. So, um, all of our income that we make, Cody and I are taxed on as partners. So whether we had money sit in the bank or whether it was in our pockets, we still got taxed on the income. So there's pros and cons to every single way that you get it set up. So sole proprietorship is basically a single person. And what it's doing is, is again, saying that there's no separation between the company and that individual. Everything that the company makes, the individual is going to take home, put it in their bank account, and therefore be taxed on it. So it's not like the business account has, you know, the business bank account has money in it. Well, that's your money. It's an extension of you. Um, even as an LLC, as far as uncle Sam is concerned, it's an extension of you. Um, other ways that you can set up your business. Um, so you could, uh, do a cooperative. So a cooperative is basically a meat collective of, um, other people who, uh, get together and they define member owned structures and they define their benefits and services that they're providing. You can set yourself up as a corporation, which is typically more complex. And that's where we've referred to in other episodes is you've got, you have to set up a board and the board is who makes the decision. Uh, there's some tax benefits to being a corporation in that, you know, the money that you earn stays in that bank account and there, the, the business basically gets taxed. Um, we have a partnership, which is a, like kind of a sub form of an LLC. So it's like when we file our paperwork, it's an LLC P or an LLC partnership. Um, which means that there are two of us that bear that responsibility of the tax burden. So, understand that if you're, you're, you can have as many partners as you want. You just define what the ownership stake is for each of those. And every single, every single way that you set up a business too is going to have those rules and regulations. So, um, there's a couple websites out there. Again, Google is a phenomenal resource. If you just type in, how should I set up my business? They'll, it's like one of those, like, here's 15 questions and we'll tell you like, do you do this? Do you do that? Do you anticipate doing this? And it'll kind of tell you, it'll steer you in the direction that you want. Um, and then the third form that you could set it up as, which we just recently did is we are now an S corp. So, um, it's, it's, it's similar to the benefits of a corporation, but we're taxed on a, on a lower level. We're taxed as individuals. So we get some of the benefits of having the, the, the tax breaks that a corporation can get but we are, um, we're still technically set up as an LLC. So there's the ways that you can set up your, your business, which you'll have to put on your business license, which you'll have to go to the state and enroll your business. And um, with the feds getting your TIN or your tax ID number, those are all things that you'll have to do and you'll have to define what type of business you are. So make sure that this is like a question that you answer for yourself early on in the business process, because there are definitely implications for how you set it up and what's required of you to set it up. And uh, if you if you have the funding and availability, um, I would say hire an accountant. At, I, I, at the end of the day, this is something that you because can try to make, do on your own, but yeah. this is one of those things where Uncle Sam is involved, you want to do it right yeah. the first time yeah. right out of the gate and spend the money so it doesn't burn you in a year or two years or whatever it is when it's finally time to go do stuff do it right pay the money right now exactly it right and the, a lot of accountants if you go to them and, they, and you file your taxes with them for your business they will wrap in your personal taxes with that as well 
All right. Well, on that note, um, thank you guys again for listening to our Fast Five uh, as part of our Brotherhood and Business podcast. Uh, if you got value in this, share it with your friends. Uh, let other people know. Let other people that you maybe work with who are um, thinking about getting into the business space, somebody that you're considering bringing on as a partner or starting a business with, uh, invite them to listen to our podcast. We're only growing from here. So uh, again, if you liked what you heard, share the love because that's how we're going to get our word out. Again, we're just firefighters trying to pay it forward based on the business that we started. So um, until next time, stay safe. Thank you.